0: You're listening to WERA 96.7 FM, and this is Media on the Radio. Today's Media on the Radio has a special guest host, Andy Lindbergh. He and I were working on a spin-off podcast, but this is a little bit of a taste. Andy is here in the intro to kind of help frame these episodes a little bit. We got to sit down with Jay Caulfield, and we got to sit down and talk to him about his career and his transition from being a player to being on air
1: originally from philly then went to college in minnesota ended up with the penguins won two stanley cups became good friends with uh, one of the greatest of all time mario lemieux
0: we also talked to jay about a movie that he was in there was a rumor that there was a conflict on the movie set with john claude van damme and uh, we, we get that answered once and for all at the end of this podcast
1: how many people listening right now that aren't from pittsburgh no striking distance with bruce willis he can send devin a note
2: I grew up right outside of Philadelphia. You know, was a Flyer fan growing up, and all Philadelphia fans. And, and then I ended up going to school in the Midwest when I went and played football in college. We didn't play a lot of hockey. As you didn't in Pittsburgh either. In the 70s, we started skating around 15 years old, roughly 15, 16. And really, it was getting into hockey just as much the same way the Pittsburgh area was. So when uh, we got into it, loved it. Uh, but we all grew up playing baseball and football and things like that. So I ended up taking that when I went to college. I ended up uh, playing both football and hockey, but when I went to North Dakota, it was on a football scholarship. So I didn't skate probably for a couple more years uh, when I was just focusing on football. So, But it, the path that I took, I ended up getting injured in football and couldn't play that anymore, but I was okay to play hockey if i if i wanted and i ended up getting an opportunity and then the rest is kind of history for me because i worked at the game and next to know i ended up playing professional for i was in my 10th year when i retired so it worked out very well and i loved it and i got to see pittsburgh my wife and i and uh we've enjoyed it this is really our home and we've been here longer than any other place and it's a great place to be
1: did you did you meet your wife here in pittsburgh
2: i'm no i met my wife at school she's from minneapolis even when we played here, whether that be the case or not, she was uh it was a great place for us to uh figure we'd retire as far as from hockey and then get into some other things and and a great place to raise our children. So we ended up having two we have two girls that uh one went to school at Carnegie Mellon and then my youngest is now at Allegheny College and it's a great, great area. Uh, we love it. Love the sports town and uh really everything that uh, Pittsburgh's about, we really uh it's a great spot to be.
0: Well and I assume uh one or I should say two of the, probably the highlights of your career were winning the two back-to-back Stanley Cups. Um, yes, can you can you talk a little bit about what that was like and and you know uh, kind of the aftermath? I remember as a kid just kind of banging pots and pans, and that was that was a great <laughs> great time to be a Pittsburgher. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, it was. I mean, well, certainly when we uh, the team won in in Minnesota and, and look, you're. you're um, you understand, like uh, for me, I I would understand what my role was, or what my part of the team was, and what it was to be part of a team that's winning a championship. There's a uh, great guys and great leaders from you know from Mario to Kevin Stevens, Mark Recchi in the first year, Brian Trottier. Good under uh, so many guys. I'm Paul Coffee. Uh, then you go into the second year, and Rick sockett comes here, and with this with Rob Francis. I mean, you know, there's, there's multiple players. I'm I, I'd be to leave any doubt, it's a shame. But I'm just giving you quick names. Great guys, great team, and the wind in that kind of fashion was uh, a great thing. I just I will always remember coming home when we flew back from Minnesota. At the airport, uh, the scene at the airport. So when we, we were flying in, I think one of the things they talked about that you know, the pilot would say, Hey, there's 10,000 people at the airport. Just want you to know. And as we were getting closer, they say, Well, the number's 20,000. And as we got closer even more, when we pulled up to the gate, it was like 30 some thousand. And, <laughs> And they opened up the door to the for us to get off the plane. It was so loud. The people were the people were unbelievable. So when we got out of the plane, it was such a they, the police were guarding us. They gave us a lot of room to walk. By the time we were getting out of the airport, people were like were like right on top of you, and Everybody was so uh, the fans were awesome. Really, I And mean, it was really quite the experience, and and to enjoy with. Uh, teammates and your family and things like that uh it was an okay. awesome experience and then to back it up with chicago win in chicago was a great uh a great uh thing
1: that's i mean i remember watching the coverage of you guys arriving back from the airport i was i was uh very young i was a little bit over 10 but that's still memorable for me and i wasn't even there i was just watching it on tv i can't imagine what it was like no, for you guys. To it really be there. was.
2: It was it was something it was pretty special because then as it changed over time, the next year we flew into we charted into the you know, the FBO Center. So it was a little bit of a different layout. It was a different kind of setup, but the first year was amazing at how that played out. Now the teams have parades where I think our first well, I don't think our first celebration was at the point and the second year that we won it was at uh uh, Three River Stadium, so yeah. it's so different how it's evolved. The parades are phenomenal for the guys to be a part of that. uh, uh it's something that they'll always remember and cherish, I'm sure, but it was a great thing. I, I think one other thing, it's uh, you celebrate with your teammates, you're in the locker room, and, and everybody's just, uh, it's kind of a wild moment. But I remember my wife and I just going down You know, after everybody was going crazy in the locker room, and we just kind of slid out there a little bit, went down to the bench you know, on the ice surface, and what was just crazy just maybe 45 minutes ago was, you know, you're just sitting out there, you know, looking at the, the ice surface and what it's all about. And we just had a couple, you know, took a couple cocktails with us, if you yeah. will, down, down the bench and sat there. And we did the same thing in Chicago to able to back it up. It was a great, uh, something to be ex- excited in the locker room and everybody going crazy about them and just get onto to a little serenity, if you will, and, yeah. and look out at the, over the ice surface as a, I don't know, kind of a unique moment, but a special one as well.
0: Well, that seems to be the one that you remember. Just want to get your take on, you know, what the career's been like as an anchor as well and, and, and an analyst.
2: It was just something I was asked to do uh, uh, maybe 12 plus years ago. And um, to, to critique a hockey game or critique players who are, are doing everything they can every night to win games is always a tough thing. So, And players don't like it when you're playing it, and and you have to find a, a way to get a point across without being, uh, in my opinion, uh, breaking down some uh, play with, with critiquing and being harsh on the player. So that was something that was always in my mind. Like, do I really want to do this? And, uh, but so many of the players that I'm still around were still playing. Uh, guys are part of it now still, like with Mario Lone and the team, Rick Tockett coaching, Mark Reckie a part of it, all of these kind of things. It was something still great to be a part of from my standpoint. I enjoyed it. I think I, I watched the game. I'd be watching the games anyway. Yeah, so there's those parts i enjoy about it but i still did tell you it's tough sometimes if it's a bad night and how do you get the point across to to the public when they're watching it that uh um that that, that, that you make sense to what you're talking about but i i enjoy that part of it. i enjoy watching games and the team's had such great success over all these years that it's uh I, I'm, glad, I'm glad i'm a part of it but i said i work with great people down there and and that makes it a lot easier for me.
1: Well, I mean, I think that for the casual, I mean, I'm a fan, but I don't know the most about hockey. So whenever you do your telestrations and, and other things, I think that that's an invaluable piece of the uh, well, the game. and we I appreciate, appreciate uh, making it hockey for dummies. Oh, <laughs> 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 And big Steeler fan, Jay. You're, I mean, you grew up in Philadelphia. Yeah. How did you become a Steeler fan?
2: Well, even, you know what, when I came here, uh, I had an opportunity to meet. We went to a Steeler game, and when we were, our season was just our first year here, and I had an opportunity to meet uh, Dan Rooney Jr. was a big hockey fan, and I had met him at a pizza place that we went to up uh, where I lived in the South Hills at the time, and uh, he was a diehard hockey fan, and and uh, met him, and then obviously you know we we we, we dovetailed that, and you know we went to more football games, and he was just a he's a great guy now. He's a scout for the Steelers, but I think once you are just here, you, you have to be a Steeler fan. You have to be a Pirates fan, and, <laughs> and you better be that. So, but I, I just love the the Steelers, the Rooney family that I've had an opportunity to meet. They're wonderful people, and uh, and I, again, it's, there's nothing like Steeler football Sundays, uh, NFL season. I, I'm I've always been a diehard NFL fan, so. When I watch football and get to watch the Steelers, I don't think there's anything better. That's what makes Pittsburgh extremely special. It's really, really—I mean, like I said I grew, I grew up in Philadelphia, but Pittsburgh is a very unique, uh, great city to be a part of, and I love the—I love the closeness of the sports teams and what it means. How when you see a penguin game and the Pirates are there or the Steelers guys are there, they're all into it, and vice versa. It works works all the way around the horn, guys. Are, Always behind the teams, and I'm, I've just been a—we've been a part of the Steelers or, or behind, you know, fans of the Steelers since we've been here, and it's been a great, great uh, time and great ride for sports, just in Pittsburgh in general. We're glad to be here.
1: I want to ask you real quick uh, before we have to let you go here. So after your your hockey career, you get cast in the John Claude Van Damme movie, Sudden Death, correct? Correct. <laughs> right. And you play goalie <laughs> Brad Tolliver. Um, yes. I now do. I remember. See, this was the movie that I was excited to see because a Pittsburgh was in it a lot in the right. civic arena and when I saw it, this was I heard uh uh Paul Staggerwald swears <laughs> he said, he swears in the box, and the other part was you were the goalie now there's a rumor that's been going around Pittsburgh and my friends for a while that John Claude van Damme was so upset with your physique being better than his that he asked that you have a shirt on is that is that true
2: <laughs> well you know you know first of all, the experience of the movie it was something that came after, you know, uh, just there was a lockout and I was just retiring. I was going to make a decision what I was doing. And this opportunity came up and really wasn't too, really wasn't into doing it uh, or the opportunity to do it. I just wanted to kind of get away from, if I was walking away thinking I was getting away from that, but then it, uh, a, a lady, Nancy monster, who was wonderful. She's a, she's big the films here in Pittsburgh. So Nancy monster was somebody who I talked to and we went down and read to this. And I just, Whatever she asked me to read these lines and what I wanted to do, and I was a little hesitant. But she kind of talked to me about it, and then we decided to do it. And it was quite the experience. So I was on the set for a couple of weeks and doing what I did. And, and now, look, I don't know. I heard somebody say that. I okay. don't know that for a fact. So I had heard that, and I know the director's name is Peter Himes. Was very um, adamant that that's how I would do that one. There's a scene in the locker room, and he was adamant that I was supposed to do it with my. With my shirt off. Got That's
0: it. all I know. <laughs> really appreciate you coming on. Hey, uh, guys. Great
2: to talk to you. Thank with. you, Jay. Anything I appreciate anything. it. Anything you need, anytime.
0: Check out the back episodes on WaitWhatPro.com. You're listening to WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM.